Hi, and welcome to Pastor's Ponderings. I'm Pastor Kevin. And I'm Pastor Ryan. And we're glad you're able to join us. We look forward to diving into this past Sunday's sermon and other things that are going around in our world. We hope that you enjoy your time with us this week. Can you believe we have come to the end of Ephesians? I can't. It's a sad. It is. Because I have so enjoyed walking through this book uh, and and being a part of the study of it and him, you know, hearing you preach it. And I just, it's just been so refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think even for me, during this craziness of COVID, it has allowed my feet to stay firm. Yeah. Definitely. It's been I like that. Definitely right? agree. Yes. I, I can lean on this. It's like my crutch or That's right. it's like a solid foundation under my feet when everything else is in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, even the goalposts keep moving. Right. Like on Monday, the goalposts moved. And you're like, how how can you even make plans? Oh, I know. It's so frustrating. And show me some science, please. Like, you know, I know. what is going on right. out there? It drives it me nuts. Just, yeah, blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. And so. it just again proves you can't depend on this world no you, you cannot, cannot place any weight mm-hmm. on the things of this world mm. amen but thank the lord we have mm-hmm. him yeah we have his word that we can yes. stand firm on yeah amen we have his word and again timely mm-hmm. when yeah. did you plan on ephesians oh probably in last it would have been in february of last year probably so before covid before any yep. of this yeah oh yeah and well it was would have been just at the edges of covid right because we didn't really it didn't really affect us till march yeah right so we're coming just up when to the they were one year anniversary yeah but it wasn't in my head enough mm-hmm. to think right that it should influence what i talk about it's amazing i think we even saw you know in the summertime um that series even before that with the worship is warfare yeah series and totally. then yeah back to sunday school in the summertime yeah. and then ephesians it's yeah. again and again god is proving yeah Thank he you, is at work. Yes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's really been exciting. And I've yeah. thoroughly enjoyed this book because, again, the focus is always Jesus, right? Mm. In Christ. How many times through the book does he say? In Christ. In, in Christ, Christ. In Christ. And uh, again, we have to remind ourselves as often as we can, this is our life. It's in Christ. That's right. And, and even unpackaging that, what does it mean to be in Christ? I mean, he does such a thorough job all the way through. You know, he starts off with that bang, you know, you're blessed to all spiritual blessing and right. the heavenly realm, blessed, yeah. blessed, blessed. And you just think we're drenched in blessing. Yes. How can that be a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, I can put up with a little shenanigans from the world and the right. political realm. Yeah. Because I am blessed. Right. And it, it encapsulated so well by contrasting it to yep. where we're at on our own. Totally. Yeah, like you know, things are so much sweeter when you realize how bitter they were before. Yes, <laughs> true enough. Hey, that's very true. So this coming uh, this past Sunday, we uh, finished off the book. We uh, picked up where you left off. So right. you closed off your message with verse eighteen, is mm-hmm. it? And, and the praying in the spirit on all occasions and all, at all times. And we kind of said, okay, we're going to draw from that because I want to talk about the the sense of true and virtuous fellowship. Like mm-hmm. real, true, right. fellowship. not just getting together for a meal, no. which is a part of fellowship. And I would never say it's not, mm-hmm. but it really, you can do that anywhere with anybody. Right. Really, you could, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the dynamic of the Christ center. That's right. Right. And, yeah. and that's what prayer does. Prayer puts us right into the da- dynamic of uh, my uh, will is now under 
the will of the king. Mm -hmm. I recognize he is the leader. I am not. He is mm -hmm. the king. I am not. And and I come in that posture because that's what prayer does. That's right. Yeah. So as I as I look through this and as I saw the the value of how and I used the old expression of that, that the game used to play as a kid at camp all the time. Tetherball, yeah. You'd be the tetherball champion, right? Yeah. It was always the tall guy with the longest arms. Right. Yeah. I was always horrible at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you hit the rope, of course, that costs you one right. one one loop, and I would keep hitting the stupid rope. Yeah. And then you hit your the little thing is tied to that little nub. Oh, I know. Just kill your finger, and your finger would be so sore. But prayer is tethered to true and virtuous fellowship. Mm -hmm. You cannot avoid it mm -hmm. if it's true and, and real fellowship, right. right? So if you want to have good fellowship, and I think most people do, mm -hmm. it's not just about getting together. It is, it is that, mm -hmm. but it is much deeper. Much deeper than that. Yeah. So you want to, you want to look below the surface. Mm -hmm. And I felt like on Sunday, I think we, I think we covered that probably more than I actually wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized I went back and listened to the message again. I try to make that my habit so I can do better next time. Um, that I, I probably spent at, at least half or more, even more than that, maybe 60% mm -hmm. of my message on tethering fellowship to prayer. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's very pra pragmatic. It's very practical. Yeah. There's no reason why we can't pray for each other. Really. Only fear. That's fear right. is the Definitely. only thing. And even then, Paul says, pray for me that I'm fearless. Right. I'm like, even <laughs> Paul prayed that. We should be praying yeah. that for each other. If you're afraid to pray for someone, get over your fears. Ask God to, you know, or even ask for prayer. I, I'm right. afraid to pray. Ask people yeah. to pray for you. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's the beauty of fellowship in yeah. the Lord. Is that I think you, you showed this on Sunday. How many people, when you ask, can I pray for you, are going to say no? Right. Especially other Christians. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. Somebody's sharing a burden with you, mm. um, sharing a trouble, right then, right there. Can I pray for you? Right. Just, yeah, bring it to the Lord. Yeah. Because then he's front and center. He's actually in the center of mm -hmm. the fellowship, which yeah. I think is what we need, right? Mm -hmm. We need that. So I, I, I'm not too upset that it was maybe longer. I, the only thing I don't like is that maybe it should have been two sermons. Oh, yeah. Because the second half, and it felt like a little bit like you on the, previous Sunday. Right. There's so much here. Yeah. There's just a glob of information. Yeah. And so you kind of, I think I kind of robbed the mm -hmm. second half because I spent so much time on the first half of mm -hmm. prayer. Uh, so I thought maybe I could unpackage a little bit more. Yeah. Did you have anything to add or th any thoughts that you wanted to add to the conversation regarding prayer? Well, I think, you know, it's tethered. I think that was a great illustration and tethered in both directions, mm. you know, Prayer is necessary for fellowship, and yeah. fellowship is also necessary in our lives as believers. Yes. Um, keeping one another in prayer and being in fellowship with one another is absolutely essential. Mm. Um, this isn't a, um, a battle, a struggle that we're in on our own. Mm. Um, we've got the armor of God to protect us. Yeah. We also have brothers and sisters around us to do battle with yeah. and remembering that and you know, not think, well, I'm a Christian just on my own, and it's me and Jesus. Yeah. That's not how he designed it. That's not mm -hmm. how he um, calls us to live out this life. It's mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. together in fellowship. So we struggle against, right? We together, collective right. we. Yeah. Uh, we struggle against principalities. Mm -hmm. that, like you think about those words, they're yeah. stacked heavily. Definitely. Against us. That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it truly is a struggle. And I think sometimes we don't really recognize that it is a struggle. Mm-hmm. 
And in a struggle, we have access to the throne of God mm-hmm. with each other and personally, of course, but with right. each other. Yeah. And I think we we don't take advantage of it as much as we should. And that mm-hmm. to me is that's a, a weakness in our fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, because even in COVID days, right? I mean, fellowship has become much more difficult. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and I don't like saying it this way, but I think it's been good for us. Yeah. To recognize that one and a half hours or two hours on Sunday morning right. does not constitute fellowship. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's good. And mm-hmm. I would never want to change that no. uh, because it's important to gather and you have that sense of each other. Yeah. It's really healthy, mm-hmm. but it's the rest of the week that you mm-hmm. need fellowship in. Right. And I am loving that our church, even this morning in our staff meeting, we talked about how we need to maybe open up the nursery while it's not being used for nursery right. and using it Another for some of these group. groups to yeah. come and use that area. And uh, I, I just think it's exciting that People are recognizing you can't just depend on your two-hour-a-day-a-week um, sort of ingestion of, right. of fellowship. You just can't. It's not enough, mm-hmm. especially given the struggle that we have not only from the outside, but also even the struggle from within. Mm-hmm. And then plus piled onto that, now we all have to face the ridiculousness of what happens in the pandemic. That's right. Yeah. So I think you're right. That's uh, fellowship is so crucial. Um, and, and I want to, maybe if I could take some time and Absolutely. unpackage a little yes. bit more. So when it came to the part where he's actually talking about this guy named Tychicus, mm-hmm. which I struggle. How do I say that guy's name? Right. Tychicus? Uh, Tychicus? I don't know how you would. <laughs> I, anyway, this guy who is a, is a comrade of Paul, right? Mm-hmm. He's been on a few missionary journeys with yeah. him. He's now entrusted with this letter that he's carrying to the Ephesians and other letters too. I think he went. I think he took a letter for the Colossians too. I'm not 100% sure about mm-hmm. that. But I love the way he talks about him. And I wish we could have spent, just put a camp there a little bit, mm-hmm. put a tent up over those words. Right. Our dear brother, yeah. right? This expression of endearment, that means you hold someone in your heart. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're like, um, it's not It's not a, a platitude. You don't just say no. that as a platitude, no, no. you know, this is my dear sister. Well, right. really, is she? You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you say it the way it's written here, it's like, I think it brings, again, the through the prayer, through going through the battle together, yeah. it, it sows your spirits together mm-hmm. and you endear yourselves to one another. Mm-hmm. It's not just being friends or being friendly. It's actually endearing ourselves. That's right. It's, it's having the best interest of my church mate in yeah. mind, my fellow believer mm-hmm. in mind. And uh, I, I love how he lays that out, mm-hmm. right? And it's so, he's so trusting. You know, yeah. Tychicus, I trust him with this letter. I trust yeah. him to take it to you. I trust him to be the one to tell you all the stuff that comes right. after it because he calls him a faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Like, again, if you just pull back from that statement, right? Would you like to be called that? <laughs> At first, I'm like, I guess I wouldn't mind being called someone faithful servant. Right? <laughs> you know, but it is weird. It is, right? yeah. Uh, am I your servant? Are you my servant? But you see, again, because of the endearment, That's right. the word servant now becomes extra special. That's right. It's not a put down. No, because that's what Christ calls, to be a servant of to all, to of serve all. others. 
to be the servant. Mm. And so in, yeah, in the Christian realm, being a servant is praiseworthy. I think so. That's what I'm getting here. Right. Faithful servant of the yeah. Lord, right? What an honor, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I have the feeling like Tychicus, when he read that, or because he would be reading it out to the church, right? right? Did he kind of slowed a down a little, uh. <laughs> turned turn a little red? The faithful servant. Uh, right. You know, I think I have some weaknesses here. Right. But again, how Paul saw him. He was not only endeared to him, but he used the word faithful servant as a, like a five star. Well mm -hmm. done. Right. You know? And, and I, you know, if you put it in our terms today, I wonder, do we walk around? Oh, this is my mm -hmm. faithful servant. You know, right. uh, they just love me. That's what he's saying. Right. Tychicus loves me. Mm -hmm. He wants to serve me. You know, so I, I just think, again, I wish I could have unpackaged that a little bit more. Right. Because there's, it's not Western. No, not at all. It, it maybe fits better. Like I think of some of my friends uh, down in New Zealand when we were there who come from the islands. It fits more there. Yeah. Because there's this sort of a sense in which we're here for one another. Mm -hmm. If we don't band together. Right. We will lose this. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. They they even like the uh, we spent some time in Tonga. And uh, the kingdom of Tonga, right? It's mm. never been controlled by any other anyone other than Tongans. Really? As oh, far wow. as we know, as far yeah. as history knows. Yeah. And and they have the rules there. They have rules that you can't even marry. Uh, like, the, because it's such a small crowd of people, I think altogether maybe, I don't even know if they reach a million, mm. million mm. Tongans. I don't think they do. Wow. Which means in order to have the well-being of the tribe, you're not allowed to marry anyone that's closer than your second cousin. Because of the well-being right. of the whole tribe, yeah. right? So you you feel this sort of sense of family right. and concern. And while we were there, one one on one of our trips, yeah. While we were there, the king's son got married. Oh, to his second cousin. Oh, and it was the whole island was consumed with. Oh, this shouldn't be happening. You know, this is not right. Mm -hmm. This is not good. And I just remember that whole feeling of like. Wow, you know, we would never think about that anywhere right. else except for on the <laughs> island of Tonga, right? right? So, so, but again, wow. they were so concerned. They had each other in their hearts yeah. that even marrying your second cousin was a thing, mm -hmm. which you think it's not really a thing here. Yeah. But there it was, where do you find a wife otherwise, right? Yeah. Because everybody's kind of related. Right. So it also gives you this sort of little different perspective on why they would send out these warrior teams. Uh, on these canoes and they'd end up on some island and they'd attack a village and steal their women. The women. <laughs> and that's what the whole thing was to kind of put some fresh right? blood into the, you, you, you kind of go, okay, that that's weird. Yeah. And it's hard to support war, but you kind of understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm going down that little rabbit's trail, but the whole thing was so connected to each other. Mm -hmm. That they watched out for each other. There's yeah. no nobody, even marrying your second cousin as the king's son, right? Was poo-pooed. Ah, yeah. you're pushing yeah. the limits here, mm -hmm. right? So, hmm, really cool. Our culture really works against fellowship, I yeah. think, and it works against these strong relationships. Yes, we're such an individualistic society mm -hmm. that we do our life, and yeah, we have friends, we have people over for dinner, right? But when it comes to really sharing life with one another. Our society doesn't really value that. No, it's a bit deficit that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's when you get together, well, you've got to put your best foot forward and you've got to show that right. everything is good and you got everything under control. And right. to become vulnerable 
with somebody else. Yeah. It's not really celebrated in yeah. our society. Yeah. No, I, and that's why I think even in the message on Sunday, how I felt a bit shy in regard to being in this arrow program where I was given a mentor, mm -hmm. but these guys, they weren't pulling any punches. They mm -hmm. were going after the real you. Yeah. You know, you sit down with someone who wants to know every single thing that's going on in your heart right now. Right. You know, kind of like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even think I all these walls I put in place. <laughs> so, you know, but I wanted to benefit so badly from it that right. I was willing to tear down the walls and just yeah. openly open up my life. Mm -hmm. What a difference that made in how I even viewed myself. Mm -hmm. Like there was a, a healthiness that came to me because I opened up and shared my secrets, the right. things that were in my heart that I had never told anyone. Yeah except for this man, mm -hmm. you know? And so now I'm like, okay, I see the beauty of this and I crave it, mm -hmm. but where do I find it? Yeah. Where do I go to have it? Mm -hmm. So it, it is really crucial and very important. And I think we miss out on so much. Yeah. Even the next statement, he says, he will, my faithful servant, Tychicus, will tell you everything. He'll tell you everything. everything. Nothing is a secret mm -hmm. here. He'll tell you what I'm doing. Right. He'll tell you how, what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. And then he changed the language and he says how we are doing, we are how doing. the collective us yeah. is doing. And you just think, okay, we need more of that kind of, mm -hmm. well, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. And what am I doing? Yeah. Hold me to this. This is what's up. You know, yeah. we need your prayers. We need you to be mm -hmm. thinking of us in prayer and support and, and feel encouraged by what God is up to. Don't be worried for me that I'm in prison. Mm -hmm. I think is kind of the gist of what he was right. doing there. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were concerned for him because he mm -hmm. was obviously in jail for preaching Christ. Right. And uh, he was like, no, 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 this has worked out for good. I'm an ambassador. Yeah. I'm an ambassador in chains. Mm -hmm. Wow, what an attitude. Wow. Yeah, I think this is challenging for us because it's so easy to, you know, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Yep. And then move on. Yep. That's as much as you get. Right. Even though it's not even true. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, that's right. Yeah. We say it whether we're miserable or whether we're happy. That's right. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. And I think it can become almost a testing ground of does this person really care about how I'm doing? Yeah. And so I think it would benefit us if we take the time when you ask something, somebody, how are you? Yeah. Take time to really listen and press. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they wait and they hold back to ask, does this person really care or are they just wanting to go through the platitudes? Yeah. And when we take the time and say, oh, that's nice. What's going on? Like how you ask, how are you doing with the pandemic? Um, I know you've been really busy lately. How are you handling that? How are your kids? Really probe yeah. to allow them to recognize, see, okay, this person actually does care how mm -hmm. I'm doing. They mm -hmm. want to hear the ins and out. They want to hear the struggles. They want to hear the victories. They don't, you know, they're wanting to go deeper than just, oh, I'm good. Yeah. And then on the flip side, be willing to go deep yourself. Be yeah. willing to, when somebody asks, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, how are you really doing? Mm -hmm. Be willing to say, you know what? I've been struggling this week. Yeah. You know what? After last night's announcement from the premiere, mm -hmm. I am mad. Yeah. I'm <laughs> upset. Be willing to go there and be willing to navigate. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Our society doesn't teach us how to have those conversations. Yeah. And, um, it's going to be new ground, but it's good. Yeah. It's beneficial. It's like Paul. He mm -hmm. boldly said, pray for me. Yeah. 
pray for me. The Apostle Paul, Paul yeah. admitted that he struggled with fear. Yes. Pray for me that twice in that sense. Right. That I would be fearless presenting the gospel. And, yeah. fear, and twice. And you think, how can he possibly be fearful? Right. What has he gone he's through? He's the apostle. Right. Yeah. And look what he's gone right. through to present the gospel. Yeah. But, you know, I think to myself, even if you just think rationally, because you've had a victory in something before, mm-hmm. doesn't always mean that you get the same victory no. for every battle. Yeah. And so maybe it was one of those things where he even had a few self-doubts. I mean, he's a human like the rest right, of us. Definitely. Right? And he knew he was an ambassador in chains, but you there was a wonder. bit of fear. There was a yeah. little there was a tinge of fear, even in his life. Mm-hmm. And you just and actually it's good to think that way because then you think, oh my goodness, like I have no chains. I am free. Right. <laughs> I, I have no excuse. Yeah. You know. So I should be saying something here. Mm -hmm. I should be talking freely about my love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I love that he said, pray for me. That to me, if people just would be more willing just to put those few words into a sentence Mm -hmm. more often, I think it would start to bring in that endearment. It would start to bring in that sense of faithful Mm -hmm. servanthood. Right. Because it's that vulnerability. Isn't just a pray for me, but it's pray for me that. Mm -hmm. I would not be fearful in sharing the gospel. Yeah. Pray for me that I would not be fearful and anxious mm-hmm. because of COVID. Pray yeah. for me that I would not lose my mind because I can't seem to figure this out. Right. Yeah. But why don't we? Why don't we ask that? I thought of the person I mentioned before. Yeah. I feel like such a prayer hog. Right. No. No, that's, not at all. That's the exact opposite way you should feel. Mm-hmm. But our culture... If we right. if we ask for too many favors, right. then and the suddenly culture starts cutting uh, us off. Right, you yep. don't want to nope. be around too you anymore. Nope. You're yeah. too needy. Right, you know. <laughs> and unfortunately, that has crept into the culture of the church, and that's mm-hmm. not healthy. No. So I think that's part of the reason why people don't don't say that. Right, they feel embarrassed, or yeah. maybe they don't want to have to. <clears throat> excuse me, explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, people have better things to do than worry about my troubles. About my troubles, yeah. No, we don't. No. We don't have better things. No, That's what we're, we're called to. We are called to yeah. look after each other. Mm-hmm. And how can I endear myself to you and you to me if you don't share openly with me? Right. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen because I want to pretend. Right. It mm-hmm. happens when we open up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Um, and then, of course, if you go to the end, he talks about peace, love mm-hmm. mixed with faith. And grace, yeah, his four main pillars that he all the way through the book he mentions yes. those things constantly. Yeah. In a in a six chapter book, I think it was mentioned uh, eight times. I can't remember the numbers now, mm-hmm. but peace was eight times. Uh, uh, love was like sixteen. Faith was eleven. Mm-hmm. Grace was no. Grace was eleven. Faith was eight. Mm-hmm. So it's throughout this whole book, right. he's relying on those four pillars. Mm-hmm. And I love it as a kind of as a benediction. Yeah. You were mentioning that this is the only letter that he links and connects love and faith. Yeah. That you was want to cool. explain that? What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Why does he connect right. those he two things love together? With, or faith with love. Or, mm-hmm. How does it work? How does he word it? And uh, peace to you, brothers and sisters, and love with faith from God the Father. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I like that. I mm-hmm. use a different word than love because yeah. it's... <laughs> It's agape. Yeah. So it's this agape, the sense of absolute servanthood for one another. Mm-hmm. But if you only add that part of the equation, mm-hmm. then you do feel a bit vulnerable. 
right? Mm -hmm. But if my if my reward for my faithful servanthood mm -hmm. comes from my agape sacrifice that God is mixed in with, mm -hmm. well, now I'm doing this for him. Right. I don't do it for you. I mean, I do it for you, but right. ultimately it's for the Lord, yeah. right? And even when he was talking about the master-slave thing, that uh, he, that that they would do this for the Lord, or the husband wife, that you would do it as unto the right. Lord. You, this is what it means to add with faith to your love, because the reward doesn't come from actually doing that for one another. It does come, right? Usually, right? You can't say mm -hmm. always, but usually it comes. Yeah. If I treat you well, you tend to treat me well, right. kind of feel. Yeah. But that's not my reason for doing it. No. My reason for doing it is because my faith mixed with this is now that God is honored. And my mm -hmm. whole worldview is centered around him, not so much around what I'm doing for you. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you become a faithful servant and you don't even recognize it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think when Tychicus was reading that letter out to those people, yeah. I wonder if he stumbled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think oh, I'll read this part. You, right. know, you guys oh, can read this yeah. later. <laughs> read this on your own. Because it, it wasn't about him. No. He probably didn't feel like he even deserved that mm -hmm. because it was his faith mixed with Mm -hmm. Their love mixed with faith from God. Yeah, and uh, to me, I just think that's a beautiful way to kind of view life, mm -hmm. because now my reward rests solely in His hands, mm -hmm. not in you. Right. If I'm kind <laughs> to you and you just walk away, I'm not hurt. Oh, yeah. Yes, my gift was for Him. Right. The Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I thought it would be nice to unpackage those things mm -hmm. for the church, because it it kind of lays out a beautiful mindset yeah. you know to mix love with faith and that's an unusual coupling he doesn't mm -hmm. really say that in the other yeah. books but he says it here with mm -hmm. faith you know, love with faith yeah wow well what a journey this mm -hmm. has been fantastic i've been encouraged and challenged um so we have a few minutes looking forward where yeah. are we headed now well obviously easter's coming yes uh, i know some folks have followed sort of the church tradition of lenten yeah. Where they're trying to give something up or, fa mm -hmm. uh, you know, fast in that sense. Yeah. Um, we don't really follow the Ash Wednesday calendar, but mm -hmm. again, it's it's not a bad thing. I think it's pretty mm -hmm. good because what you're anticipating is probably even more significant in my mind than Christmas. We love Christmas. Oh, definitely. It's a big celebration yeah. and lots of, you know, presents and all yeah. the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But lots of people get born. <laughs> Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Even born in worse conditions than a stable. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But not everybody dies and comes to life again. That's right. Right. So yeah. now we're coming to the good part of the Christian yeah. message. Mm -hmm. And so we've decided to go back into the book of Isaiah and we're going to unpackage. I think it's Isaiah 53. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. But we're going to unpackage that and we're going to take, take it at step by step as we're leading ourselves to the cross. Mm -hmm. So that by Good Friday, we're talking about the lamb. Yeah. Sacrificed for the world. Mm -hmm. And then on Easter Sunday, we're celebrating all that has come. Mm -hmm. The beauty of the joy set before the Lord yeah. um, of why he was doing what he was doing. Mm -hmm. It was the riches right. of people yeah. who could believe and be set free. Mm -hmm. What a fantastic story. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're going to be heading over the next few weeks. I love this. I'm so excited for this. You know, we have Advent, which I love Christmas. Yep. Christmas is great. Totally. Um, but really... We're never told in scripture to celebrate Christmas. Probably not. No. It's kind of an add-on and yeah. a good add-on. I'm no, not saying yeah, not yeah. to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. I love yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I love that we do Advent, that we lead up to that. Mm -hmm. We're always told to remember the cross. Mm -hmm. Remember the cross. Remember his resurrection. Yeah. 
Easter is central to our faith. And yes. I love that we're going to be taking more time to almost have an, an advent, if you will, yeah. of Easter. Yeah, that's right. Waiting for the arrival sure. of Easter as we really yeah. ponder and reflect on what does this mean for us? Mm-hmm. What does it mean that Jesus is the promised Messiah? Yep. No, that's that's good. I think I've always thought of Christmas as kind of a leftover Judeo-Christian thing, you know? Yeah. Where the it was the Ju- the uh, Jewish tradition that they were anticipating the coming. Right. So I think Christmas is kind of connected to all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Because we even, like the wise men. Right. That all comes from the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the uh, the terrible thing that happened in Bethlehem, right. all these prophecies all coming through to the, Old to, to the birth of Christ. So yeah. I think we celebrate the Judeo part, mm-hmm. but the Christian part is the resurrection. Yeah, and even the way we meet on Sundays, because they started to meet rather than on Sabbath. That's right, on the Lord's Day on Sunday. They meet on the Lord's Day yeah. because it celebrates His resurrection, resurrection. Right. So even how we practice moved us away from the judeo sabbath mm-hmm. in that sense mm-hmm. uh and and moved us towards a celebration on a sunday mm-hmm. and our whole culture has been affected yeah. right because sunday generally speaking is a day off for that's people. right yeah um probably very few people connected to that right. but you know, <laughs> like they don't even connect christmas to jesus right. anymore yeah but uh, easter is pretty hard to get around mm-hmm. like there is a bunny running around handing easter eggs out right. which is okay yeah but um you know it it's about Jesus. That's right. It is solely him and yeah. his death and resurrection is what mm-hmm. brings us new life. So, Well, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this next season and yeah. we'll be continuing on with pastors ponderings. Yes. These messages. Yep. This isn't going to stop after Ephesians. Yep. That's right. So we look forward to it. Yeah. All right. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this week's Pastor's Ponderings. We hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to diving in again with you next week. But until then, keep loving God and serving people.